0: Hi, everyone. Get ready for the How I Raised It podcast, the show where you get an inside, unfiltered look at how real entrepreneurs raised capital for their businesses. Listen to their stories, their successes, and the challenges they had to overcome to get to where they are now. I'm your host, Nathan Beckard, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Sparsh Khandaval of StyleWork, a startup based in India that sells memberships to a network of co-working spaces. Pretty clever idea. If you're tuning into this podcast to learn how to raise capital for your business, I've created a super valuable free welcome package for you. It includes a list of 2,500 investors who don't require a warm intro, plus 200 of the most important questions that serious investors are going to ask you. This will help you get prepared so you can really rock your fundraise. To get access to this, please leave us a nice review in the Apple iTunes Store. Hit all the stars and then email us at info at foundersuite.com, and we'll send that to you. Last but not least, if you enjoyed this conversation and think someone else would too, please share it with them, and hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. Until then, enjoy the chat with Sparsh. Welcome to How I Raised It, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with entrepreneurs who've raised capital. We uncover the tips, tricks, and techniques they use to get investors to write a check. Strap in and turn it up. Hi, welcome to another episode of How I Raised It, produced by Foundersuite.com. Today I have Sparsh Kandawal of Stylework coming to us from Gurugram. I'm sure I pronounced almost all of that wrong, but how are you today?
1: I'm very well, Nathan. Thanks for having me here. So uh, you pronounced it absolutely right. It's Gurugram India. So yeah,
0: And... For for folks like myself, I've never been to India. I've been to around there. I've been in Nepal and some other places, but never India. Where is Gurugram? Is it north, south, east, west? Where where are you actually located?
1: So it's it's on the north side, the capital region near New Delhi, the NCR region. So it just uh, attached uh, the entire cyber hub, right, uh, where all the companies are. So there are only two uh, in- internet hubs in India. One is Bangalore, Bangalore pronounced now, and Gurugram. So it's that, the capital region
0: in North. Got it, and how, how many people live there? How big is it?
1: A lot of people. I, I think it's, it's a full, full power packed corporate crowd. So I think it's the, uh, so ba- Bangalore, we call it the Silicon Valley of India and like Gurugram is the second Silicon Valley of India. It's just like that, it's power packed up and it's growing up with uh, everything up here.
0: Interesting, do you know the, the population I'm just curious how large it is. Uh, I, th- I think uh, I'm a little bad on that geographical number exactly how much that is but yeah, yeah it's it, it's uh it's big um, uh, <laughs> it's big yeah <laughs> right got it excellent um well very cool nice to I think you are actually our first Indian startup on this show so it's uh, we've had other Indian founders of Indian descent on this show but I think you're our first of actual Indian startup so welcome glad to have you um Thanks for having me, Nathan. Yeah, tell us what
1: StyleWork is and does. Yes, absolutely. So uh, StyleWork is a co-working aggregator platform. So it's like, um, you know, uh, I can metaphorically say it, it, it's it's the Airbnb for co-working spaces. So, you know, as the co-working spaces across the globe and flexible spaces are rising up, so we are kind of, uh, you know, aggregating the supply and demand on both ends because as the markets of co-working spaces are rising up, uh, it's the need of the art that uh, the the there the, is the a need of a advanced aggregator platforms through which, you know, uh, different flexible spaces could be there up and different uh, flexible memberships could be, you know, uh, opted out or customized from the product directly that gives power to the remote working and to the entire flexible space system. So that's what, you know, in, in crux we
0: are. Yeah. And so you're not setting up your own co-working space. You're kind of a meta layer Across all these different independent and and you know different coworking spaces, is that correct?
1: Absolutely. So we are not on the operator model. So uh, it's a tech-enabled asset-like model. So you know the there are, the are two problems that we are solving in here, right? One is that you know we are providing an Extended hand support to these coworking spaces help them fill their inventories and kind of a subsidiary support to them and to customers to you know find and compare and customize the best of the flexible membership plans for their teams across these coworking spaces
0: Are you mainly selling um You know, to enterprises, so they're giving their employees flexibility, or is it more small, you know, one and two person firms, independent consultants, contractors, things like that, or what?
1: Right, so we are a hybrid of B2C and B2B both. So, uh, you know, we are are catering to freelancers, small consultants, small agency farms, having, you know, having a, a team size of one to five or five to 10 members. Or we are also catering to SMEs, uh, startups, grown-up startups, corporates, institutions, be it the team size of 50 or 200 or 500 or maybe 10,000 employees right across India or across maybe the globe. So uh, we're catering to both, both ends. So we have an application product that's for the B2C segment where the smaller size um, you know, team uh, members, the smaller size customers can uh, come in and directly uh, go through all of these options and customize their flexible memberships. And at the top of it, on the corporate side, we add it up with an admin panel from where different, different set of allocations can happen, mixed in with the entire tracking. So that that that's kind of, you know, that um, uh, pushes uh, the corporates to go on this, these kind of flexible models where they can uh, they can track it and they can allocate it and they can change it from time to time and also see the ana- analytics of the flexible, you know, remote users of the workspaces. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you like this or not, but would you call yourself kind of a class pass for coworking spaces? I mean, isn't the model similar class pass? I've never used it myself, but you purchase one subscription then you get all kinds of different gyms and yoga studios. Is it kind of like that? Uh,
1: so you can, uh, yeah. So you know, on, on the similar lines, uh, so class pass is like you know, we can have one pass and you can access different different brands of uh, gym membership, right? Or, or you can visit different different brands of gym through that membership, but that's that's you know, just um, a subset c- a concept of it. So that's like. That's like one open multi-location membership. What we're talking about is you can customize the membership where you can pick brands, right? Mm-hmm. You can say in one set, you can pick four brands and 16 locations and 20 visits and five team members. In another set, you can pick another six brands and another you know set of locations and stuff. So that that's, uh, that's, that's a more advanced version of opening the flexibility because flexibility is just not about opening up and say that, okay, you have all access, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you have you know, limited access as well. And then you have the power of all access as well. You can customize within the PMCs and kind of enjoy the flexibility.
0: Okay. How many locations do you have under the the umbrella so far?
1: So we, you know, we are working around with uh, 600 locations across the country. Uh, These are 600 centers. So, you know, in India, there are around 3,000 flexible spaces or centers uh, so far. So we are already working with one-fifth of them. And, uh, you know, we are going in pretty nasty about it within two quarters we'll be almost catering to almost half of the locations across the country because before we penetrate deeper into tier two and tier three cities uh, of india and then uh to international markets
0: mm-hmm. and i guess for the the owner of the the co-working space the operator this is just another marketing channel so they can get you know, more butts in seats? Is that basically the pitch there? (laughs) I'm sure it's more eloquent than that, but yeah. See,
1: on the top line, uh, that's, that's the, that's the base pitch, right? That they can uh, get more business out of it, but it's just not business. It's business. It's more visibility. It's more, it's standardization, right? Uh, When I talk about standardization, so we make sure that, uh, you know, we have different, different checklisting in terms of different level formats. uh, That's, basically, right? And, and the entire checklist for the standardization or safety measures checklist, then the amenities standardization, and then the building standardization, right? So we kind of make sure it's just, uh, you know, um, not the business that we are providing in, like a normal broker or anything like that, but we go in a little deeper with the co-working spaces to understand that where, where they're lacking in the amenities or safety measures and stuff like that, and we kind of um, help them out. So it's more of business, customers, visibility, standardization, um, and uh, and there are some advanced models to them as well, right? We are we're kind of helping co-working brands to open more and more centers so that we can empower the entire shared economy, right? So that's a kind of a B2B2B model where we you know uh, kind of find an anchor client in one city for a co-working space so that they can reach break-even from day one on that center, and they can plan to open another center, right? Uh, in that sense, we are taking over on the empowerment of the shared economy. So it's a mix of all of it.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then for the, just the consumer, the, the customers, you know, it means I can purchase one subscription and really go all kinds of different places, correct? Kind of all, I can try out different co-working spaces. If I'm traveling, I can pop into different places without having to, you know, subscribe to different models, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's one kind of
1: membership, right? Uh, you can, um, you know, a customer can take in one location, and for for a lot of team members, he can take in an all access multi locational membership where he can travel and he'll get a number of widgets and he can, you know, use any number of uh, any any kind any uh, any of the space in that membership. Or it could be, you know, a custom membership where he can select in specific locations. Uh, And when it comes to corporates, like I was saying that uh, now corporates are saying that I don't want to give all access to all of my employees, say for X level of employees or X level hierarchy, I want to give them the smaller, you know, of standard uh, locational access and that too in some cities. And to this category, I want to give these spaces, and for these many days, and with these many access permissions and stuff. And to my higher level authorities, I want to give an all access of the premium spaces. Right, that level of customization they can do and create different, different kind of flexible memberships.
0: Yeah, got it. Interesting. Great. And after India, where will you go? Uh, Southeast Asia, or are you looking, you know, truly globally? Uh,
1: we're, we're looking into, uh, for the global market up here, so we're planning in uh, Southeast uh, Asia, we're planning in Israel, we're planning in Japan, Australia, uh, and probably US and UK markets as well. The exact roadmap is yet to uh, yet to reveal up, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's talk about raising money for this. So how much have you guys raised?
1: So it is uh our second round, uh, and that's for the pre-series round. Uh, this was a half a million dollar round, a little above than half a million around 523, 525k dollars, US dollars. And um, um yeah, so this was the second round. Before that, we raised up in uh Gen- January 2019, uh a hundred K dollar round. Uh, so after that, we jumped our revenue in a kind of 18, 20 months to 20x kind of growth the team and network. And now we've raised this uh, half a million dollar round before we jump into the series A and ex- deeper penetration and expansion.
0: Let's start with those. Um, talk about putting those rounds together. Were these all Indian angels or these Indian VCs. What's what's it like to raise money in India? Like I said, you're our first true Indian startup on this show, which is I feel a little bit bad about. But um, you know, maybe talk about you know the experience of raising capital as a startup based in India.
1: Right. Uh, so, see in in India for for this kind of round of pre-series uh, uh, category, right, where it's ranging between so 300k dollar to 700 800k, a little less than a million. Uh, there are, there are, um, uh, uh, you know, the, they're not proper VCs, but there are investor groups who have a lot of investors at the back, so they kind of function like VC function, like, but, but the difference is that you know VC invest from themselves right and they kind of take money from investors into their entity and kind of assure some returns to them in some format and then they invest in startups these pre-season kind of investor groups um, uh, have this reference that they kind of have say 500 investor network across the country and and across the 30 percent of them across the globe as well and Mm -hmm. then they let the startup pitch to all of those 500 uh, you know investors in front of uh say on a, on a on a webinar or on a call and uh, then they take up the interest and the commitments from each of them and then they assign a nominee. So and so the investors individually invest uh say 20k dollars or 30k dollars right but but uh, all of them does not come on the cap table although the share certificates goes individually to them but there is a power of attorney nominee for all of say 30 investors or 35 investors Um, uh, who comes on the cap table or is the signing authority for everybody. So there are a lot of these kind of pre-series investor groups uh, who invest in the the category of 300K uh, dollars to 700 to 800K dollars in pre-series category in India, like Inflection Point Ventures, Angel Indian Network, um, um, I'm sorry, Indian Angel Network, then Mumbai Angels, Our Ventures, uh, We Found a Circle, and so we almost kind of, you know, there are some seven, eight prominent networks in India. We kind of raised from almost three to four of them uh, in this
0: round. Very interesting. Let's go through those one more time because I didn't quite catch it. I got Inflection Point Ventures. I got Mumbai right. Angels. And then right. slowly say the other Ind- two. Our Ventures. Our Ventures?
1: Ah, uh, E-H. E-H. Ventures.
0: AH ventures aha uh-huh. okay looks like aha right. but without the extra yeah absolutely okay. absolutely yeah
1: and <laughs> and and there, and there is a, and there is an asterisk as well <laughs> that exclusive mark as well
0: oh yes <laughs> so, <it is. laughs>
1: so
0: and then so what was the ventures, fourth one then, there was one more I think.
1: Uh, v founder circle
0: v founder v...
1: circle okay interesting right all right and we raised from ipv inflection point ventures was a lead investor and our ventures and v founder circle was associate network uh, that we did and, and it's right.
0: Okay, interesting. So let's dig into this a little bit. So you've got these four, I mean, are you calling them angel groups or they're kind of a coalition of investors, right? Um, right. Do you, do you need to know someone? Do they have an application form on their website? What's the sort of process? And do you go through all four of these at the same time or do you kind of do one at a time?
1: Uh, uh, so, so of course there is a registration process on their website and their platforms like it's with VC groups and um, it's uh, the process is same right and then they have an analyst team so they like IPv, they kind of uh, you know um, uh, register two hundred applications. Uh, per month. And then their analyst team goes through it, have initial soft doodle checks or whatever they, they find the power in the concept and the team and everything. Then they pass on to the upper levels and they kind of select uh, some startups for the, you know, uh, for the next call where they kind of understand more in more detail with their analyst team and then they do the soft doodle Diligence and then um, with the IPV management members, if that pass through, then the IPV management members or the IPV founder comes on the call with the founder. And if they are convinced, if they are good to go, then they take up the mandate, right? And then they pick on, um, you know, uh, uh, the the call, investor's call, where all of these 400, 500 investors are present on the call, and uh, 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 and for the interest level check from the investors, the live interest level check, and if the interest level comes good, they kind of generate this feedback report, right, and also a list of questions that investors want to go deep, dig into, into the due diligence process if this step is approved. Then they take up the due diligence process for a month or a couple of months and, and the entire due diligence team vertical of them takes up with, with the startup team and uh, um, uh, you know the documents and how the due diligence process goes on and once that is through uh, then they do the final call for money um, uh, you know then the, again all the investors are called they say okay the due diligence is clear these are the reports. Everything is there, and this is why. And they present it internally to without the founder being on the call
0: mm-hmm. to their
1: uh, investors, right? That this is why we think that uh, we should invest in this startup, if the due and everything is clear from that end, and then they take up the call for money, right? Uh, they, like they like open up a window, right? And it's a twenty-four or forty-eight hour window, and the hoster wants to commit commit in this time frame. So it's like a mini IPO, right? Uh, yeah. How it goes by. So uh, and and then the commitment comes in, and then they say, okay, the counter is full; we don't have more to fetch in, or okay, we can extend it for two more days. We want some more, so and then the paperwork and the legal time sheet discussions and etc. discussions and everything happens, and then the uh, then once that is signed, then the money the is transferred.
0: So by the okay, body, so you sort of need a chance. I mean, uh, I don't know. You call it a champion, or someone is your your proponent, kind of pitching you after you get through their due diligence. Is that basically correct?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So they kind of, you know, um, act as the lead, right? That okay, it's approved from our end, we are investing in, and now we'll be backing you, right, uh, to invest, to pitch in. And then, so so, so that that's that's the standard format, like you know, IPv inflection point ventures works in this format with our ventures. uh, uh, You know, it's like uh, an individual to individual call with investor, not a consolidated call. With we founder circles, it's the same kind of uh, arrangement, like with IPv. Like you know, they do one call for money and then they pitch to the investors and stuff like that. So there's like a couple of PNCs with different groups, but the. Overall format remains the same with these kind of groups.
0: Got it. Interesting. Do you, are you doing this all on Zoom? Or are you going to physical events and pitching in front of an audience or, or what?
1: No, I think, I think the entire round will happen on Zoom only. And uh, so the interesting part about it is that, you know, the, um, I was kind of uh, uh, using the LinkedIn automation messaging uh, to pull off this round right, uh, uh, there is a product, you know, through which we can act, uh, we can do this LinkedIn automation messaging. And uh, uh, then we, you know, through which we can target specific investors in a particular uh, geographical area or particular where I can apply filters to that. So first, what I did was I kind of targeted uh, when I opened up the round in uh, September, 2020. So I kind of targeted uh, all, all of these pre-series angel investor groups back in investors, um, and started, and the response started coming up, and so in this entire time frame, like four to five months, I had around um, approximately eight hundred to nine hundred Zoom calls from India and across the globe with mm. investors. So um, you know, and daily there were like three or four calls fixed in. Like there's a back end person who was fixing in the calls as the responses were coming in, and. Uh, uh, of course, all of the materials and everything was ready. And since we were a part of New Zip Accelerator from from Texas and uh, all of the material was crystal clear and was much appreciated from across the globe in terms of our pitch deck or the neural files or everything like that. And so, yeah, then the campaign started and uh, every day, three or four calls of 30 minutes or 60 minutes with these different, different investors. And then the momentum started picked on. Uh, Then then three, four investors, luckily when we were targeting, were IPVs, back-end investors, and they recommended IPV right? That this is a good startup, you should get through it. And they sent us a registration form. And meanwhile, they were processing it. In another week, there were six, seven more investors who sent in the recommendation. So they were like, like what is wrong with the startup, right? Uh, right. Uh, I think they, the, a lot of recommendations are coming along. So that strategy worked upon. And uh, then we had some initial commitments from IPB. And then then we, uh, and then the campaign continued for October, November, December, January, and uh, we continued on the pitch ons, uh, and we onboarded some advisors, uh, and you know, and the round momentum just got picking up, and it got closed in three to four months.
0: So total end to end, it was how many months roughly?
1: Um, see, end to end, I would say four to five months yeah. it took in because we started up on uh, like like if if you'll say the the. The material preparation, it would be six months because it took around a month or 30 to 45 days for us to be, you know, to, to conclude the entire material set for the round, right? And that was with New Chip. Uh, so the entire pitch deck, one pager, we had around 25 iterations before we actually made the round live on the pitch deck. iterations, financials and everything. We went deep dig into, into the analysis and every aspect of it uh, because of the sake that we are not just saying it and to make it more and more precisely crystal clear in terms of uh, a tech work or a paperwork. So it's one and a half month. And then sort from of September, we started up the pitching on and September, October, November, December, and January, uh, it got closed up, right? Uh, the allotments of the company secretarial work finished up in February. So you can say like, you know, end to end, it's an entire six months process. Uh, and that's still standard, I guess.
0: Yeah, got it talk about this linkedin automation so you were just doing like invites to angel investors with what was the pitch or what was the messaging that you were doing talk, tell us about that
1: right right so uh it's uh, so one good thing about it was that it's not a manual uh process right so it was an it was an automated thing right from the back end uh, we can, you know, from the product, we can pitch on, uh, we can, we can select three or four messages, right? So these three or four messages would be the follow-on messages, right? Like I would in, say, in, the first um,
0: message would be an invitation to connect is that right? Yes, and-
1: invitation. Yes, invitation to connect and uh, with, with a with a private with a private message, right? That goes on with the invitation to connect. That hey, uh, this is Persh, founder and CEO of Stylework, and uh, we're on a journey to create the Airbnb of co-working spaces. With across five hundred to six hundred spaces already partnered in and um, uh, serving for around hundred plus corporates. Uh, we are looking into, you know, uh, we're looking into find some synergies uh, and and some mentorship or investment uh, uh, synergies, stuff like that. Something of this sense that was very catchy. So we kind of, you know, pivoted it two to three times as we checked on the response. That because uh, uh, it was a, a approximately fifty to sixty invitations going every day from that automated product, and we were we were, you know, seeing in that, uh, you know, what response are coming in. So it was uh 5% response rate initially and uh, then we you know kind of pilot you know piloted because the first pick on is the first pick on right A lot of LinkedIn messages come in to these investors and uh, uh, you know to these uh, to and and stuff mm-hmm. so what can pick on and even, and then there are three mode messages right so the product what it does is right if in two days right suppose somebody has accepted the invitation and uh, he has seen the message, but he hasn't responded. So like a cold call of sales works, right? In a couple of days, there'll be a second message that will go on that will say, given in more information about us, right? That uh, that second message opens the actual thing up around that We're looking into raising pre-series around, and we have some com- soft commitments on the table, and uh, these are some of the achievements of the numbers that we have done, and this is the opportunity. So, we used in kind of this, uh, you know, COVID, our post-COVID opportunity, because we knew that the era of remote working is in here. So, the second message, uh, favorite line was that you know, as we stand on the urge, uh, you know edge of the remote working, I think we have got a great opportunity to scale this flexible aggregator model and take it to the global markets, uh, stuff like that. And these are the numbers that we have achieved. We opened the round. Even if somebody does not respond to that, then after two days, uh, there is a third message that goes in, right? How about an introduction call, um, right? A quick introduction call for us to brief you, right? And um, somebody, and some some investors replied on the first message, some on the second, some on the third. A lot of them, um, you know, approximately in total, say 50% didn't reply to any of the message, but 50% replied for a great number. Mm. So, you know, these, so, in that yeah, in that that'd... way and as a response comes you know I have a back-end person from the management team that's that's up there right because because at daily it used to happen that there are eight or nine replies coming in right and somebody wants to fix up a zoom call tomorrow somebody day after tomorrow somebody wants to understand more material somebody wants a pitch deck somebody wants the financials and so I kind of place that you know uh, a management person, who is you know uh, because being a being a being a single founder you know I'm, I'm managing the operations for the company taking up these calls and stuff like that so that strategy also worked better in and uh, he was you know well equipped and trained for that purpose that okay you have to respond in this this format you have to send this this material this is the protocol this is the SOP and uh, this is the Calendly link and through the Calendly link you have to kind of invite and share up and be on the toe of it scheduling and everything if the call is missed and I used to make sure once the call is confirmed I am on the call and uh, I'm not missing it out anywhere I am mm-hmm. and and I was just on the pitch then so that kind of worked
0: that's interesting yeah well th- those messages so the first was a an invite one the what was the second one again the third one was kind of talking about your numbers what was that second message if they didn't respond? Yeah, second one was
1: was this remote working, you know, era one. So first one was the was the concept oh, and yeah. the introduction. Yeah. Second one was the was the big hype, right? Or a sure. big hype or the or the big impact that we are trying to create, right? That the big opportunity that's lying in front of us. It. Yeah, because it's it's kind of a sales. You know tech tech as we work on cold sales or yeah. sales or stuff like that. Okay. In the in the first uh meeting you can't be telling on the opportunity. That that would sound too desperate. What are you talking about, right? I don't know you. So mm-hmm. so on the first goal it calls in as a normal introduction with Airbnb of a co-working spaces. So just by that name it clicks then mm-hmm. what we are, right? And mm-hmm. on the second, try to show in that impact. Right, uh, or the interest level, how the marketing functions, the AIDA format, and the similar format, yeah. an awareness side, then the interest side, and then when we are talking about the numbers and growth, that's the desired side, and then the fourth message is about the introduction, call the action side of it.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. You know, oh, it's a nice little framework. I mean, I like that. I think that's logical. And you got 50% response. That's actually kind of amazing to me. I feel like yeah, LinkedIn's become so noisy that <laughs> that's a, that's an amazing response actually.
1: What um, yeah, absolutely and out of 30% were Indian investors
0: and 20% were foreign
1: investors, right? And from US, from UK from, from across the globe. And then very interesting conversation. So this entire campaign just not, you know, helped us raising the round, but also we we onboarded an entire advisory panel of six advisors across different domains from the globe. Right, mm-hmm. two from one, two from US, two from UK, one from India, and some some great people, fantastic people, across different domains, across marketing, across technology, strategy, operations, product, uh, sales, and uh, we, we funnel that, and also you know we open up a lot of funnel for our series A, or series B or the follow-on rounds mm-hmm. because we you know we we conversated with a lot of investors who were. you you know, a lot of VCs who do not invest in this pre-series category, but they were so interested with the idea and the intrigue that, okay, let's keep us updating and we formed up that mailing list. We'll keep mailing them. So they're tracking us, right? What happens for us, for series A and series B? So the idea was to also create that pipeline at the momentum as we start on the series A. So that
0: kind of thing. Well, and and I'll take this wedge to, to, do a product placement, but you were using Founder Suite for some of that, right? Where you using it to manage some of the pipeline.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Founder Suite helped us a lot, right? Uh, so this mix of that automation product and Founder Suite, right? I'll, I'll give a lot of credit to that because, um, uh, you know, like uh, I was talking to these many investors, so. Uh, to manage them and stuff like that. You know, we cannot do it on Google Excel and stuff like that, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, it's an investor CRM, right? So I was not aware about it, but through New Chip, uh, I got aware, right, that there's an investor CRM as well, right, where we can uh, see up and, uh, you know, there are filters around it and whenever we have to send in an update mail, so, we, you know, at checkpoints after every month, we kind of send in the update mail, right? Because a lot of investors after the call said, okay, we'll, We'll be in touch and stuff like that. But when we have some soft commitments, founders would help us, right? Because we kind of filtered it, right? We kind of filter, uh, okay, to these filters set, we have to send in the update mail uh, because we know that, you know, once they know that now the commitments are in, they'll be interested. Yeah. And that, that worked, right? And some of them, okay, now we're in. Let's yeah. get on another
0: call. So... <laughs> I wasn't trying to put in a product plug. Like, I guess I was, but I wasn't trying to make it a commercial. But yeah, it's great to hear that was valuable. So that's that's nice to hear. Talk about those conversion numbers a little bit more. You you said about 50% response. You had 800 calls. So if I can do my simple math, you reached out to at least 1,600 uh, people. Is that about right in terms of your outreach? Um, <clears throat> To be very honest,
1: uh, the outreach was for twenty-three hundred or twenty-four hundred, uh, because uh, almost uh, four hundred to five hundred calls I couldn't make it to, because it was so flooded in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I could I could all so these eight hundred are the ones that I attended and conversated in. So out of twenty-three hundred or twenty-four hundred, it was like twelve hundred responded, but uh, you know since it was like you know you can imagine right four or five calls a day right and and i'm operating up everything and and all calls are one hour right and i've 13 hours or 14 hours so a lot of calls got missed up right and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then they then they and then they didn't came up on the call or you know we have kept them on the pipeline that we just send them the update mail that's why we couldn't come on the call so uh, yeah. i'll be honest up here right the three, uh, it was uh, so intriguing that you know we kind of missed uh 20 of the calls
0: mm, interesting it, why an hour call i mean i guess would it have changed it to do half hour calls or or just so
1: so you know we yeah yeah we we, we kind of uh, set the format for half an hour call only right and uh the pitch was very very well furnished for nine minute pitch followed up by a 15 minute q a and five minutes for miscellaneous Right. That was the, um, that was the entire concept. And, but um, uh, so, so it varied between 30, 45 and i hour. say a lot of calls ended at 30 minutes, but uh, since the interest level was coming out good, right. And investors went a lot deep down into it. That's why I guess, you know, it pushed up to 45 minutes or 60 minutes. If an investor is interested in going up on the questions, uh, you know, I was like, okay, let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, extend it a bit. I'm fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Totally makes sense. So, how many investors ultimately came in at the end of the day? Let's do the bottom of the funnel here.
1: Yeah, see, uh, this round uh, in total had uh, approximately 77 investors, but only three or four nominees. So, the cap table will only hold three to four nominees or the stuff. But at the back end, uh, so many, uh, I'm a, the exact number I'm forgetting, so 75 yeah. to 77 investors um, put in the yeah.
0: money. That makes sense. And, and only a couple ent- entities on the cap table because those investors are coming through inflection point or... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, four or five. Into In total, four or five. Yeah, so that's okay.
0: Interestingly, okay. A um, couple more questions, I'll let you go, but what would you say, just looking back at this whole thing, what worked really well? I mean... I think what you just described actually sounds like it worked pretty well, but what worked really well and what could have been improved or what did not work well?
1: So, uh, you know, from this entire experience, um, uh, three three learnings that I had is to to really work on the material, right? Or the checklist before opening the round, right? A lot of companies, a lot of startups, and this is the feedback that I got from the investors and I saw also on a lot of, uh, you know, common pitch deck Zoom calls, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, go in uh, without the, without, you know, a precise uh, preparation, right? Um, and it's out of the, dis- you know, curiosity, disparateness and stuff and not to give in the preciseness, right? Uh, that extra one month on the preparation and iterations actually helped us a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. ultimately to a lot of people, after even after the so forth call or this product call, right? Uh, uh, the, the pitch deck used to go, right? But, and they responded after the pitch deck because the pitch deck was so clear. Right uh, on that on that part. So that was a great learning that you know uh, work uh, to work on the checklist and on the documents and on the KPIs and the plans and very concretely before going in for it. The second learning, you know, uh, that 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 I had is it's around is all about the momentum, mm-hmm. right? And uh, because I I realized that you know um, when I was starting in for the for the pitches from in September, I was a little uh, you know hesitative or my pitch was not smooth. And uh, I was not on the right answers or I was not on the right things. And, you know, the interest level was not coming up, but as and when, you know, I, it continued and the momentum picked on in October, November, or December, I was like, you, you wake me up in the middle of the night at 2am and mm-hmm. I'll be at the top of it. I can convince investor in 25 minutes. <laughs> right. So, 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 uh, you know, it's all about the momentum that I felt that you need to be in the, in that mind space, right. As a founder, right. That yes, you are raising in, right. And you, you'll close it. if you have doubts in and you think that it's not going to happen, or, or it might be it's just not good, or you have any, uh, you're not you're missing somewhere on the on that momentum. Um, um, it it will it will alter up, right? That's the second point. That's that's the learning to how to pick on the momentum, right, uh, on the round on these kind of rounds, or the series A, or series B, right? To find the lead investor and go in, go in, go in, go in, go in and it will happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the one. And, um, I think, I think the third, um, uh, learning out of it was the, the necessity part. Right. So, um, uh, you know, this this I uh, realized as the balance between procrastination and execution side, is, that's the biggest gist of entrepreneurship, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Since since COVID happened and we had some losses and we had some bad time in the company, so there was no revenue in the initial two quarters, right? And uh, it was affected, right? A lot of companies or competitors shot shut down by Q3 or Q4, yeah. but,
0: um,
1: but, but uh, you know, that was a tough time, right? And I could have given up that uh, okay it's not going to happen the funds are squeezed in my personal capacities are also getting squeezed in what do we do we don't know where to go right and that time when we started pitch on uh, we didn't knew how long it's going to be right uh how long is the next is going to come out or the, how long is the market is going to open uh and then pitching in for you know a kind of real estate segment at that time although you know co-working industry is a walk away from real estate or the mid solution out of the real estate industry the flexible space but a lot of investors who don't know the industry since the industry is new—not that a billion-dollar company sitting up there—you uh, know—the first impression that comes up is okay, real estate. Okay, investing in a real estate during the COVID time? Big no, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, 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 so that was the time, right? And I was, um, I was having a very tough time being with my finances, with the team, and with the revenue stuff, and all that. But yeah, I took up that you know as a necessity, right? That uh, I think, I think whatever has happened has happened for the good and maybe this COVID has happened for a big acceleration to the flexible space industry if it would not have happened the demand today wouldn't have been 4X or 5X. It's just a three to four month uh, hard work or struggle. I remember working till 1 AM or one thirty AM and taking up calls, international calls and domestic calls in the night and waking up at 6 AM. Again, you know, marking up everything. And being a single <laughs> founder, it was, it was very tough, right? Uh, generally what two or three founders out that course is you focus on investments, I'll focus on operations, but I always have that you know, uh, just of learning up, right? And balancing things up and managing stuff. So I took that, you know, little little pain up and, you know, the perseverance factor into it and keep on pitching, keep on pitching, keep improvising, keep building on the revenue, keep myself calm. And, you know, I I believed it, right? That it's the right thing, My Intent is right. Whatever I'm creating is it's just not for the money or stuff like that. And um, heavenly, it worked. So uh, all gratitude to that. Uh, And it's just the beginning, right? Uh, You're looking in for a lot of hard work and sweat into it and to take it to next levels
0: yeah no it's it's all good stuff do you remember so who was that first the the one who decided to lead the round that was uh inflection point yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, through their process they say we're going to lead and then because i find that's often the case with a lot of startups they're banging their heads against the wall trying to raise money just pitching like crazy and then one person or firm says yes and then the rest Changes, you know, the whole round changes, the whole dynamic changes, right? <laughs> Is that the case? yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, because because you know, uh, and it's a, it's a psychological psychological
1: factor, right? Uh, it's it's the adaptive psychology, right? <laughs> and to any, anything or everything, uh, there's a first person who believes in it, right, and then people are like, okay, he's believing in, he must have thought something they're good and they're good, right? They're not something uh, of Lower category or stuff like that. They have good portfolio and they've done good rounds, good exits and stuff. They're they're believing in. Let's go for it. And to be to be very precise, in India, that uh, you know that that uh, psychology is is a little bit more right in compared to the other markets mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. terms of investments. Right. If things uh, you know, if 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 there's a lead investor here, then of course a lot of investors uh, comes in right yeah. uh, and then uh, the 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 you know adaptingness of other investors up here it's a little bit more uh, on that part right but but yeah. how 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 fast you pick on that adaptance becomes the acceleration or the momentum that I was talking about right uh, at that
0: point all right, your last question, then I'll let you get back to work. What is your single best tip or piece of advice for Indian startups to raise capital what What's specific to you know raising money in India that you can you can share?
1: All right, so uh, you know you know uh, the best tip that I can tell up for Indian startups or Indian founders, right? So uh, you know India uh, is a bit more sentimental, right, and uh, more on the emotional side, right? Like I was telling on the adaptive uh, psychology side, so what I've felt is right um, in Indian startups or you know Indian investors invest a lot more on the founder right mm-hmm. um, more more than the more than the you know the the product power or, or anything like that of course those things have to be in place everything has to be in place right the good team the 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 good product the good traction and all of those things but um in india india you know um uh if if uh, the grit of the founder is breathtaking right and if that passion is visible right and uh Investors go go for it, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. uh, yeah, by hook or crook, uh, and of course the impact. The product is on the impact side. They're creating value. They're, all of that stuff is there. But uh, my only advice, you know, um, is to be on the on the, you know is to be on that passion side uh, and to be on that grit side uh, in India to raise raise money. Yeah, uh, and then keep raising money.
0: Th- that's good. People will back you yeah. up sorry say again
1: yeah I, I was just adding it that you know if you have that then uh, people will back you up
0: uh, and yeah i like it no that's interesting there's sort of a slightly more of an emotional focus for indian investors and really demonstrating your your passion your perseverance your grit um that's that's good stuff um excellent well, I think that's a good stopping off point, unless there's any other tips you'd like to share. If people want to learn more about it, your URL is stylework.in, right?
1: Uh, st- yeah, stylework.in or stylework.city, C-I-T-Y. Uh, so there's a contact us and a chat box there. So, you know, anybody wants to learn more about us, or wants to reach out for any kind of synergies or alliance, offer spaces, all for investment or any kind of, uh, you know, um, any kind of synergy get yeah. open up there.
0: Excellent. Cool. It's a cool cool concept. I like it. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how you expand globally. And I think once we all get vaccinated and can go back to work, I can, I can see there really being a good for your industry, right? Because people are going to want more flexible working situations. Maybe I work part-time at home. Maybe I want to go in different places. So I think it actually is going to be a pretty good time for businesses like yours. So hopefully that's Comes true. <laughs> uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. We are eyeing on that. So we we never took COVID as a. Of course, um, uh, you know it was it was uh, a thing that happened wrong with the world. But of course, we took it as an opportunity. And I think that's that's in there, right? We already are seeing in in Indian market and in global market, four x to five x rise up demand for flex spaces, right? Mm-hmm. This hybrid model uh, and this plug in plug in play model and hub and spoke model work from home, plus flex space, next model, it's, it's all over to, to almost 70% of the companies, this conversation inside the managements are going up. So uh, it's very interesting to see how that, it, it uh, you know, unleashes in the coming quarters.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's, I was reading a piece recently, I think Sequoia Capital put it out, It's called COVID accelerated the future now sees it. And I think it's just interesting how, you know, so much has changed just in the last year. It's really accelerated a lot of things that were maybe long-term trends. It's accelerated them up to the front, and I think you're part of that. So, anyway, I will absolutely. leave you here. Um, keep using Founder Suite, please, and um, we'll catch you after your next big round. So,
1: absolutely, Nathan. Thanks for creating that awesome product, right? And Carlos, right? I'm looking forward to closing Series A, B, and C, and TikTok. Take- take the product and the company to global scale with Founders Week.
0: It, it'll be a big round. So I'll be definitely eager to get you back on here and hear hear what sort of hacks and things you did to, <laughs> to get it done. So that'll be fun. Absolutely. I look forward Looking to it. Looking forward right. for the next one. Right, thank, right. Thank you, sir. Over and
1: out.